1: Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com.
0: That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. The following podcast is a Dear Media production.
1: Welcome to A Thing or Two, a deep dive into stuff we think more people should know about.
0: I'm Claire Mazer. And I'm Erica Cerullo. If you want more where this came from, head to athingor2hq.com to subscribe to our newsletter and to sign up for Secret Menu, our jazzy new hub for members only content.
1: To share your thoughts on this episode or anything at all, you can always leave us a voicemail at 833 632 5463 or DM us on Instagram at athingortwohq. 2 hq and as a reminder, we are offering free ad reads to Black owned businesses. So hit us up at podcast at a thing or two hq.com if you'd like to take advantage of that. And if you would like to do us a favor, please, please, please leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. It helps other people find our show. This is a very
0: colorful episode. Oh, it is so colorful. It is colorful. It is cheery. We are talking about the best merch in the merch game. Yep. And we are talking about colorful home. Stuff, i.e., right. the the move away from white oak and white walls. That's right. Um, okay, to start, go. Mm-hmm. We're going to talk about
1: Casey Musgrave's merch strategy.
0: <sighs> well, Claire, I am in a home that has at least two pieces of Casey Musgrave's merch right now. Oh wow, we have
1: none. Yeah. We have none. I'm going to have to fix that. You- You're going to
0: have to fix it.
1: You have a really good Casey
0: Musgraves long tee that I kind of
1: want to buy. It's so good.
0: It's so good. It is a long sleeve, like bright pink tee and it has happy and sad at the same time on it in like maroon or sort of like dark brick red, like font. Um, the design is really good. I think in general, you turned me on to a long sleeve concert tee mm-hmm. and I feel like a long sleeve merch tee in general is the way to go. Um And I went to a Casey Musgraves concert last year, and I think it's the first time I've ever stood in a merch line. Um, (laughs) I think I broke that seal at Mm -hmm. at 36 or whatever (laughs) to buy this Casey Musgraves tee. I love it. I'm into it. It's really
1: good. It's really good. Yeah. My first one was the Ariana Grande long sleeve. And I got it home and was like, wow, this is the best long sleeve I've ever worn. And then I saw your Casey Musgraves one and I was like,
0: well, I want that one too right? I think the trick with Casey Musgraves' merch, the two things that make it so impactful, one, she just like loves color and like mm-hmm. loves 70s vibes and has a partic- very particular aesthetic that she can lean into hard with the merch. She sells a velvet poster on her, on her website of herself, for example. For example. Two, her song titles work very well with merch. Mm-hmm. Um, and she's very happy to incorporate them or, and like lyrics. So very punny, um, very punny and like happy to like go hard at that. Yeah. So the other piece of Casey Musgraves merch that I have is uh, her slow burn candle, which is a collaboration with the candle brand Boy Smells. My friend Kayleen sent it to me as a gift. I had wanted to buy it myself and then was like, I don't really like be spending one of on this <laughs> like candle. And then it just showed up in the mail one day and I literally was like, oh! um, like this is a thing that I wanted desperately but hadn't purchased for myself. It's so good. Does, I, what does it smell like? You know, Claire, I really should have like pulled up this, this sniffing notes. So it smells of incense, black pepper, alemi, not sure what that is, raspberry, tonka, amber, and smoked papyrus. It smells great is what it smells like. It I'm smells- interested- Fantastic.
1: (laughs) I'm interested in hearing from people who buy scented candles on the internet based on their smell notes or scent notes or whatever it is, because I would never like all those words you read to me
0: mean nothing. Like, well, here's the thing. I, this candle was purchased on the internet, not because of its smell notes, because it was the Casey Musgrave slow burn candle. I know.
1: And listen, like you are a strain of fan who will buy it because of that, because you like both the brands involved yes, um, and you really like Dream one of collab. the brands involved. Yeah. Dream collab. But I'm interested in knowing like about the, the candle consumer
0: who just goes online and is like, that's the one for me. I agree. I totally agree. So when this candle ran out, it was such a hit in my household that Thomas was like, well, we need more we need wow. more of these candles and it was sold out on both Casey Musgrave site and the voicemail site. So I had to like set notifications or be like, voicemail says it's coming back in stock mid July. And then when it did, I bought three. Wow. I have a back stock of three candles. Probably I flip need. one of those on eBay. Probably could, probably could, probably could. Um, yeah, we could do maybe a raffle on the show or something. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Huge. Um, I also really wanted, it's, uh, Companion lighter, mm-hmm. which says Burn in a Hurry on it, which mm-hmm. again, so good. Yeah. She has I a didn't... song called Born
1: in her or a lyric called Born in a Hurry.
0: Um, right? yeah, it's lyrics.
1: Which, yeah, brilliant. And then she has this whole lonely weekend self-care kit, another title of of a song, um, the lonely weekend tie-dye kit. And she also, she's just very good at social media and like posts these things with sort of like song lyrics that go along with it from the song. So the Lonely Weekend tie-dye kit is part of the whole Lonely Weekend self-care kit that also includes a t-shirt and a puzzle. She's just doing it right. She's getting it all right. She has high-time rolling papers. She has ugly Christmas sweaters because she has this uh, wonderful Christmas album. She has faux snow also hand-in-hand with the Christmas album.
0: The Michelle Obama podcast is out now on Spotify. The series brings listeners inside the former First Lady's most candid and personal conversations, showing us what's possible when we allow ourselves to be vulnerable, to open up, and to focus on what matters most. My hope is that this series can be a place to explore meaningful topics together and sort through so many of the questions we're all trying to answer in our own lives, Michelle Obama said. Perhaps most of all, I hope this podcast will help listeners open up new conversations and hard conversations with the people who matter most to them. That's how we can build more understanding and empathy for one another. Episode subjects focus on relationships that shape us, from siblings and close friends to partners, parents, and mentors to our relationship with ourselves and our health. Joining the former First Lady will be an array of special guests, including President Barack Obama, Marian and Craig Robinson, Conan O'Brien, Valerie Jarrett, Michelle Norris, and Dr. Sharon Malone. Listen free at Spotify.com slash Michelle Obama. Spotify.com slash Michelle Obama. I went to a Casey Christmas concert maybe four years ago at Town Hall in New York. And and it was like, you know, like very kitschy Casey, like doing the whole thing, right? And she was singing some of her own songs, but then also doing like classic Christmas songs. And there was a woman next to us. I think she was alone at this show who was just like so excited to be there in all of the ways. But when Casey broke out, rudolph the red-nosed reindeer she was like "Ah!" like couldn't believe it was coming such an emotional response like i i don't know that she cried but she could have um i just i've never seen anyone adult or child get so moved by rudolph um of Of all songs i was
1: gonna say of all the christmas songs
0: Of all of the Christmas songs. I have to and say- And so I'd like to imagine that this woman has has purchased like a backstock, stock, of, <laughs> has as much ba- uh, post snow as I have Boy Smiles candles.
1: I have to say that I have a, a complicated relationship with Christmas songs. Like one, because they're annoying. And two, because, <laughs> so I would say primarily because they're annoying. <laughs> but two, because as a Jewish kid, it was like just the most othering thing. Cause like you never heard Hanukkah songs and you were just totally- yes um inundated by them. And so it would just uh it furthered that feeling of being like I'm the only person in the world not celebrating Christmas. However, I have to say that I do like Casey Musgrave's Christmas album. And it's one of the I mean obviously I like Mariah Carey's too. And there's like others here and there. Obviously. There are choice songs uh, in the in the oeuvre. But it's uh I, I do feel like this is one of the more palatable ones for me as someone who has a contentious relationship with Christmas music.
0: When I was in middle school and high school, when we would do Christmas concerts or holiday concerts for, you know, like chorus or band, I went to public school and they would oftentimes pick songs that were religious. And my mom threw a shit fit about the fact that they would choose religious songs at a public school. She was like, it's one thing to choose like a Christmas song. Christmas is just like an American holiday at this point, but singing about our Lord Jesus Christ is Christian. That's Christian. And so she threw such a shit fit that basically every year they had to send all of the uh, concert music home to my house for her to review to like approve (laughs) whether or not they could do it. I mean, spoiler alert, it just can't say Jesus or Lord in it. Like that's how hard it is, but nobody could quite make the connection. It was really remarkable and wonderful. Well,
1: I really respect your mom for that. And I thank her. Me too. Yeah, me
0: too. There's no, there, no, we no. do not, no, no. No reason no, for that. No, absolutely not. This is the idea of the separation of church and state. That's, That's the right. basic <laughs> canon here. <laughs> All right, should we talk about colorful interiors? Let's do it. This feels like a little bit
1: of a sequel to our trade show recap that we did back in, I think, February, back when you could go to convention
0: centers. <laughs> <laughs> back when that was something a person would do. We went to the trade shows and we came back and we were like, wow, colors back, colors
1: happening. And I think if anything, it's really getting sped along now by quarantine and the fact that we're inside all the time. And goddamn, if we don't need some cheer. And some like shiny, bright things to look yeah, at. Just yeah. truly like, please, my eyeballs. Please, yes, my eyeballs. Exactly. <laughs> and like, you know, separate from all of that, as you mentioned at the top of the episode, we were just inundated with like the dominance of neutrals for the last yeah. like five to 10 years. It was all about beiges and creams and pale pinks. And
0: everything was texture. It had to, you yeah. had to rely only on texture. Exactly. Um, to, get, to get your fix. Um. Um,
1: <laughs> and now we're seeing greens and oranges and reds and blues. And the other thing that I like, that I think has been nice is like, and maybe this is because it's an evolution from the neutrals is seeing a lot of really bright colors mixed in with pastels and more muted colors, which I think makes it easier to digest. It's not so in your face. Um, it's not
0: like just Memphis vibes. Exactly. Um, yeah, exactly. And yeah.
1: and yeah, I think something we didn't really like weave into this episode is the nod to the Memphis vibes and the Satsa stuff. But that's been happening for the last five years, like alongside all of the neutral stuff. But this does feel to me decidedly different. This isn't like a... I, I don't want to use the word obnoxious, but it's just not so in your face. It's not such an aggressive form of color. It, It's just not as bold.
0: Yeah. It's just not as like bold. It's not being like, I'm going to have a like capital C colorful home. It's just like, oh, there's color in my house because that's, you know, that's where I am.
1: The thing that inspired this episode topic is something that you linked to in 10 Things, which is this apartment called The Residence in Copenhagen designed by this woman Tina Seidenfaden busk. And it's the perfect example of this where like it's not super bright, neon-y colors, but there are bold colors in this apartment. But there's also like a lot of pastels and muted colors. And that also gets at this trend. And there's still warm woods and there's still
0: like a lot of light.
1: Tons of neutrals, tons of pale woods, tons of raffia. And I think for me, that's such a key to like making this trend happen in your own home is make is like so, sort of starting with the neutrals and then piling on the colors because you can
0: sort of building do from it that.
1: gradually. Yeah. And then you've always got that anchor of the whites and the lighter colors to sort of make it feel not quite so overwhelming.
0: Well, I think it also then does encourage the idea of building in general and mm-hmm. not just like buying a bunch of stuff all at once. You know what I mean? Yep. And I think if, you know, these like little pops of color they do feel like this like nice little treat of being like, oh, I bought this little vase from a designer that I'm really excited about. And that feels maybe a little bit more satisfying than buying a white something. Totally. I don't know.
1: I, I think so. I mean, the other thing is that it just allows you to play with mixing colors, um, which I think is a key part of this. Like you don't want to go all blue or all green, but you can buy like a green I mean, you could if it's your thing, but (laughs) yeah. Right. Not for, not the, like the trend we're talking about here is really about like mixing a bunch of colors. And there's a part of my home, my first floor that like is all over my Instagram that is insanely neutral. It's like all creams. And since putting all of that furniture in place, it's been really fun to like introduce really colorful artwork and candlesticks and Placemats and things like that that make it feel more colorful, and I feel braver doing that stuff because I know that like there's so much uh, sort of natural feeling material there
0: that it's never going to be totally overwhelming in that space. All that said. Mm -hmm. looking at you right now, there's a green couch behind you. Yes. Which gets brought up on (laughs) me everything.
1: (laughs) It was, I think it was in some ways a reaction to, we had finished doing our first floor, which like sort of requires more neutral because it's a big space and it needed, it's not divided into rooms. So we had gone really neutral down there and then we needed to buy a sleeper couch because we, uh, needed a place for people to sleep when we had a kid. And Chris and I just like kind of closed our eyes and hit send on an order form for a bright green couch from this place clad home that allows you to customize all of your furniture. So you can sort of like pick the length and pick the fabric. And I was really nervous about it, but I was like, it's this one room that most guests don't see unless they're guests that are spending the night. It's like where we watch TV. It's my office. So I feel like I can take a risk. You could
0: always shut the door if you wanted.
1: Exactly. (laughs) And I'm so happy. Like It just makes me so happy. I love it so much. And then taking that big leap of getting this giant green couch has made me so much more bold about being like, okay, I'm going to put a pink throw blanket on it and I'm going to get this other colorful thing. And it's been nice to experiment in this small room where not a lot of people see it and it's gotten me a lot more comfortable with it. So like, if you have the luxury of having a room where you feel like you can take some more risks. I do think it's a nice way to get comfortable with it. Thank you so much to MoMA Design Store for sponsoring today's episode. We are ridiculously excited and honored to be partnering with a truly iconic retailer that has inspired both of us for so long and that of a kind certainly owed a debt of gratitude to for really introducing a thoughtfully selected design and discovery driven approach to retail. We are especially thrilled to be promoting MoMA Design Store's Design Innovations for Women project, which is a selected suite of products representing the best new designs for women in the areas of sexuality, activity, and reproduction, including menstruation, pregnancy, motherhood, and menopause. It's all available through September 27th in their Soho store and online at store.moma.org. This pop-up explores the evolution of everyday products conceived to improve and enrich the lives of women through good design. Some of the products are even ones I have used myself in the past and heartily endorse, like the Haka Breast Pump and the LV Pelvic Floor Trainer, which is basically a small piece of machinery that links up to an app and helps you strengthen your pelvic floor. There are so many others that we're both desperate to try out, like a bicycle seat designed for the female anatomy, which if you've ever walked away from a spin class feeling like you broke your vagina, you know exactly how exciting this is. There are sustainable menstruation products like the Diva Cup and so much more, all worth checking out. Together, the assortment tells a story and reflects important contemporary design perspectives. Design Innovations for Women seeks to eliminate stigma around the female body and empower women through direct, open, and honest conversation about their unique needs. We're going to dive even deeper into this particular aspect of things in next week's episode when we interview the buyers who spearheaded this initiative. So be sure to tune in for that and check out the pop-up through September 27th at MoMA Design Store in Soho and store.moma.org. Every purchase supports the museum's education programs. Hi, I'm Shanae Alexander, host of Press Send, a podcast, and more importantly, a safe and hilarious place for candid conversations about the scary, funny, heartbreaking, but always intriguing questions that make us all human. Each week,
0: meet and a new best friend you haven't met yet. Field your questions across any and all topics and offer our take on the matter. With plenty of humor, heart, and badassery along the way, we launch a new episode of Press Send every Wednesday. We'll see you there. How did you land on the green? Mm -hmm. Great question. I love
1: green as I know it's not a neutral, but it feels like a neutral to me in part because it says like, earth to me. Like it says plants. I don't know. It's just always felt yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. like, I love the look and it's my parents' house of like a stone house with green, green shutters. shutters. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, like yeah, I just yeah, think yeah, yeah. it's like a class to me, that sort of like Kelly grass green that also brings to mind like a era, a certain era of Kate Spade just feels like a, a classic to me, like a classic interior design color that I really love. So, and, and right before we ordered this couch, um, dark like hunter green couches had been really having a moment like with pale pink you know like carpets yeah, yeah. and stuff like that yeah. and so i like was comfortable with the idea of a green couch cuz i'd seen it enough on pinterest and wherever and then this felt like okay we can go for
0: it and i've just really enjoyed it i do think what you said about that green feels neutral to you and it's in its like weird way i do think that's maybe a good trick too i terracotta is the color for me mm-hmm. that i've just mm-hmm. been like no that's just it's not a color it's yep. <laughs> not a color; it is just a neutral, and I'm going to treat that like orangey rust color as such. Yep. Um, or I think people, you and I, in the past have definitely talked about this, like a denimy blue of being like yes. that's a jean, like that. Totally. You know, my couch right now is more or less a denimy blue, and you're like, yeah, that's that's just like a, wearing a jean, which goes with everything. I mean, yep. who could argue? <laughs> <laughs> who could possibly argue?
1: <laughs> Absolutely. And then I think you know you can do that, and then bring in a brightly colored throw pillow or throw blanket, and see how that feels with it. Beals. It's like a low stakes way to do it. And I don't, I, I mean, listen, we're all looking for thrills wherever we can get them, but it's been, I mean, <laughs> girl, that's the thing. <laughs> it's been a bit of a thrill for me to be like, oh, I, I can am, like play with color. Yeah. Where have you been looking for inspiration? Mm, Great question. Okay. Well, I loved, loved, loved that house you linked to, the apartment, the the residence. I thought it was so expertly done. I'm also obsessed with this designer, Matilda Goad or Goad. I'm not sure. She's British. And I have to say, uh, Scandinavian design is, there's a lot of this, like with a lot of Copenhagen based designers yeah. like Hay and stuff like that who've really done a good job embracing color. But I've been noticing that a lot of the places where I'm really falling for this trend are in British apartments and homes. Like, I think hmm. they sort of do that well because there's a sense of like not trying to color coordinate. Like, I feel like Brits yeah. have a sort of like, we just collected all of these things over generations and now they're all in this room together
0: in a way that works. I wonder if it also relates to uh, like British gardening culture too and creating like a garden where you're, you know, pulling a bunch of different colors and flowers and whatever. Oh, that feels
1: very, very, right, very English countryside garden. So Matilda Goad is this designer who just does color and playfulness so brilliantly. She plays with scalloped edges and raffia a lot and she has a shop everything's in euros. The shipping is expensive. I still want all of it. Browse, <laughs> browse, 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 Exactly. Browse. Justina Blakeney sort of the other end of this. She has this website called The O. She's a designer and an artist, and she leans so boldly into color in a way that is very inspiring. And she's like a little bit more on the sort of bohemian side of this. It's like less stuffy British.
0: You know how I've been thinking of her recently as sort of like a Ho, Jonathan Adler.
1: Mm, that feels very right. I mean, she's also just a brilliant entrepreneur who has managed yes, to yes, apply yes. her in the same way that Jonathan Adler is, where she's like managed to apply her aesthetic to so many so many things. things. Yeah, she has band-aids, she has artwork, she has interior design and home stuff, she has an anthropology collaboration. Um, And she, she has this really signature vibe that does make you just want to be like, yeah, why am I not just being more exuberant with all of the colors in my home?
0: Exuberant, yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah yeah um we love ellen ellen van dusen's home speaking of exuberant Um, we had we had coffee with her and it was meant to be a genuine catch-up and we definitely spent half the time being like so how did this happen in your home and how did that happen in your home and your fireplace tiling tell us about that (laughs) and like so if matilda goat is the british
1: version of this and and the residence is the scandinavian and justina blakeney is the sort of like west coast california vibes yeah Ellen is very much the Brooklyn version of this. And I am just in awe of how expertly she executed on her home. Like, it's just so unique. I feels like it should be a museum. Like, I feel like there should be tours of this. She, <laughs> she just, if you know her line, Deuce and Deuce, and you know that she's really brilliant when it comes to patterns and colors. And she's incorporated this in her home through a lot like custom wood carvings on her kitchen cabinets and beautiful carpet runners on her stairs from cold picnic and wall art from kind quality. And it's just like mind-blowingly good. I really want her to design other spaces. I agree. Uh, I think we
0: should be secreting that. Let's secret
1: that for sure. Another one that I've been taking a lot of inspiration from is this design company based in London, but with a very Scandinavian bent called Beta Human. Human. They also have a shop of weird and wonderful
0: sort of home accessories that are delightful. The vintage, the sort of like vintage Hollywood vibes. Uh, Laurel Broughton, another designer that we worked with who did, who had the line welcome projects. She has an Echo Park house that she renovated. It leans very heavily into sea foamy sort of greens, but then there's like terracotta. And then there's the, um, in her bathroom, the floor tile is all this green color, but there's one pink tile and it just charms the shit out of me. <laughs> I mean, that one, to think that one tile can do so much. Incredibly charming. Yeah. Um, be the pink tile you want to see in the world, you <laughs> that's know? That's right. <laughs> and then there's
1: two like sort of icons of of colorful uh, homes that I feel like are worth calling out. And again, two sort of opposite ends of the spectrum, but there's the architect Louis Barragon, who um, mostly known for his homes in Mexico City. And then I think he has some in California too. But, um, and you've definitely seen them on Instagram if anybody that you follow has ever been to Mexico City, but he just, (laughs) (laughs) or, or, (laughs) or anywhere with one of these homes. But they're just these really beautiful, brightly colored homes. They feel like living in a David Hockney painting. And it's again, like really unexpected color combinations that work so well. And then there's Tony Duquette, who is sort of like the grandfather of maximalism, I guess, who just is again, like it's so intense. It's not, his rooms are not something I could ever live with. But aspire he,
0: to. <laughs> yeah,
1: right. But he, he really like looking at pictures of spaces he designed I think lends a lot of inspiration to how to bring color into your home. And I think when you look at his stuff, it's so overwhelming. There's 35 colors in every room, but I think something that works about it is that he does repetition really well. And I think that's another tenet of bringing bright colors into your home is repeating them somewhere. Because it's going to look odd if you just have the one thing of red. But if you can repeat it, whether it's in like your napkins or a candle holder or something, the eye just likes to see that repetition. It's like comforting for for you in a space. Thank you so much to Rory for sponsoring today's episode. So, it's 2020. I think everybody listening to this is generally on board with the idea of skincare and just thinking about, you know, how we're treating our skin, right? But it feels like everybody's issues are so unique and very personal. And I have to be honest, I think this is why I have a hard time falling too far down the rabbit hole of skincare influencers because Yes, I love a good product recommendation, but all of the things I deal with feel so specific to me. And so it's like, who's to say what works for one person is going to work for me when I'm dealing with my own special recipe of gripes, right? Whether it's dullness, redness, fine lines, or acne, trying to find the right treatment can be frustrating, But now, there's this simpler, smarter, and more personal solution to skincare in Rory, which is a digital health clinic for women. They make it simple to connect with a healthcare professional online and see if personalized prescription skincare treatment is right for you. It all happens from the comfort of your home. You complete a free online consultation and hear back from a U.S.-licensed healthcare professional within 24 hours. And if appropriate, they'll prescribe a personalized skincare treatment plan that works just for you and your skin. And not only do you not have to go into a doctor's office, but with Rory, you don't even have to go to the pharmacy. Your custom skincare is delivered right to you with free two-day shipping. You can also follow up with a healthcare professional anytime if you need to make a change to your treatment or have any questions. They're with you every step of the way on your skincare journey. With Rory, there are no commitments and you can cancel anytime. Go to hellorory.com slash a thing or two to try out their nightly defense, a product formulated specifically for you for just $5, which... I don't know. Why wouldn't you do that? It's free to chat with the doctor and your first order is just $5. That's hellorory.com slash a thing or two to get your free consultation with a doctor and your own nightly defense for $5. Eligibility requirements and additional terms apply and you will be helping out this show. Thank you.
0: Can we talk a little bit about how to pull it off? How to start bringing these things in? If you've been in this place where you're like, oh, like everything actually is cream and beige. <laughs> what, <do> I, <laughs> what what do I do now? Let's do it. Um, I
1: mean, I do think just doing it one thing at a time is, um, yes, is I the mean, way that's to how do it. You should yeah. do
0: everything in your house one right. thing at a time. Just yes. like take your time. This is I don't know. Don't a- don't just fill a wayfair cart. <laughs>
1: And honestly, I think if you're starting from the place where you realize everything in your home is beige, that's the perfect place to start because then it doesn't feel like you're gonna um, be totally overwhelmed by bringing in a bright pink throw blanket, right? Yeah, like that's yeah, not, yeah, 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 yeah. That's just gonna give you a taste of things. I also think tabletop things are such such a good way to do this. Um, I really like placemats. Um, and I like having colorful placemats cause it feels like a way to do it that I can change out that, um, that's not expensive. What about you?
0: I mean, specifically around tabletop, love the idea. We love Wolfham trays or mm-hmm. like a little platter or something, um, Lizzie Fortunato sells really pretty bright taper candles, which Mm. you can put in whatever candlesticks or whatever you already have. And then Opinel makes their steak knives in 17 colors, and I'm obsessed. And they do these little color combo mix sets, so you don't even have to do the work of choosing the combinations. Very, very, very into it. Um, Beyond tabletop, I think... Because I also am sensitive of being like, I don't know how I'm going to feel about this in two years. I don't know how I'm going to feel about it when I start leaving the house. I've been trying to think of what are things that I sort of want want to refinish um, and then slash could refinish again if I yes. get tired of them. So I have this old family dresser thing that is currently um, that very early aughts espresso color. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was like, maybe this should be yellow or maybe totally. this should be like a like a sky blue. I don't know what color yet. Mm-hmm. I also have been really wanting to refinish or reupholster a chair. Yes. I think that,
1: that sounds like such a fun project. I also have a chair that I've been wanting to reupholster forever. Um, and I do think you bring up an important point that you are going to get sick of things eventually. And I think like acknowledging if, if they are really bright colors, I do think at some point, like you're going to start to feel like, why did I do that? And I think acknowledging that right up front and either like being comfortable with like five or 10 years from now, you might get sick of this or You know, just doing it in a small way where it's going to be easy to to get rid of or to move or to put in storage when or like you said, reupholster. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. is
1: important because I actually it's. I remember I, I obviously hemmed and hawed over the green couch so much and asked everyone and I remember my mom being like. You will get sick of it, but like that's not gonna ruin your life. And eventually you're gonna get a new couch. Like it's so you'll point. reupholster that couch. Yeah. Like it's just, it's just yeah, it is just a not the end of the world. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um and I think, you know, acknowledging that like if you're buying something which you are expecting to have for the rest of your life and is an heirloom piece, like maybe then do try to think. Maybe
0: that that should be, should neutral. be a neutral thing. Yeah. Agreed, agreed, exactly. agreed. Um yeah. I recently I've been wanting to do that. This was like, this is like my dream home project. Mm -hmm. I recently wallpapered Mm -hmm. right behind my bed um, with this really bold Josef Franck uh, wallpaper. And that, like, I'm sure I'll get sick of it at some point, but Mm -hmm. that has made such a difference in that room. I can't believe how much it has done for that space. And it's one wall, like it's like four strips of wallpaper, you know, but it's just like such a pop.
1: It's such a good way to do it. I'm someone who... Is notoriously scared of colored walls and, like, not even just scared, but I do just really get sick of them really quickly. And I do think having white walls, A, I like it, and B, it's a nice way to be, to bring, to feel like you can bring color in other ways without it feeling crowded. But I did do the same. I wallpapered one wall in Cam's room behind the, Uh, behind his his bed and I was like, okay, I can get down with an accent wall. Like I can, I can have the one wall. And I, the other thing that's nice about doing it behind beds is that it speaks to this neuroses that my mother has um, implanted in me because she grew up in California, which is that you are not allowed to hang anything over your bed because it could fall on you
0: while you're sleeping, <laughs> especially in an earthquake. I've never been concerned about this, except like by except through my friendship with you. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> yeah. it has it's not something that I ever once thought about, but like this, but but this is something Barbara Maser has given to me as well.
1: I was never allowed to do it. And I mean, yeah, like if you grow up in a place where there's earthquakes, of course you're scared. I mean, it, it makes sense, of <laughs> yeah. course. Yeah. Um, but so I've never ever been allowed or allowed myself to hang things over my bed and we're now over Cam's bed. And so having wallpaper behind it is a nice way to actually get something interesting
0: to look at there, which I like. I have also been thinking about applying a similar approach to a little tiling project. Mm. Um, So there is... A spot And there's a wall in my kitchen that butts right up to my dishwasher. And so when you're putting dishes in it, you just inadvertently splash it. And it's yep. sort of annoying. And then you have to magic erase it and whatever. And I kind of want to tile basically up to the countertop with like a mm. patterned or colorful tile. That's a good um, idea.
1: Yeah. I love yeah. that. Yeah. Stay that, tuned. Yeah. That's fun. It's just like yeah. small spots of small spots of colorful tiles.
0: Love that. Exactly. 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 I don't know. Um, what are some of the brands and comp- where should we be looking for this stuff?
1: Great questions. Okay. So we talked about colored glass in, a, in another episode, but to recap, there's lateral objects, there's R&D lab, there's Estelle colored glass, there's clean. Oh, so yeah. Um, so colored glassware is a great way to, to bring color in, especially if you have um, glass cabinets where you can see what's stored behind them. Or like open shelving. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. There are two companies that are so close in name, I don't really understand it, but they're separate companies. One's called The Inside and the other one is called Inside Weather. And they are these direct to consumer furniture companies where you can pick either the pattern or color that you want this stuff fabricated in. So most of the stuff on the inside is upholstery and most of the stuff on Inside Weather is um, more sort of like solids or I don't, I don't know how to, it's like, You know, wooden coffee table. It's not textile.
0: Yeah, Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. But you get to sort of
1: like customize and fool around with color, and the price points aren't super high either. And I, I can't speak to the
0: quality of the stuff. You have a a chair from the inside. I do. I have a chair from the inside, like a cabana lounge chair, and I love Mm -hmm. it. And and I have been very very happy and impressed with it. It's just like a black and white stripe. Yeah. But it feels like a fun way to experiment. I was looking at a
1: coffee table on the inside weather, and was thinking like, why don't I just get it in royal blue? like who cares? Who cares? Um, Hay is another classic go-to. They have classic. Do They do a great job with color. And then another one that we really love is Eric Treen, who sells a lot of his stuff through West Elm. And then he also has a line called Amigo Modern. um, And he does... He does furniture in really bright colors like tables and chairs and stuff like that. But then he also has a lot of little smaller accessories like wall hooks that are like powder coated steel, basically in really beautiful bright colors. And then there's my couches from Clad Home, and there's another company called Interior Define, and they allow you to pick out, you know, all, all the things, and so you can get really colorful there tons of ceramics dishes. There's one line that I've been looking at a lot lately called Studio Hecha, which is ceramics. I don't think I know this one. It's such, it's really pretty, brightly colored, um, beautiful ceramics, um, in really like fun, playful patterns, like checkers and florals and things like that. These are beautiful.
0: These are beautiful. like,
1: Like if Bagu was a ceramics
0: line. Absolutely. 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 Another ceramics line um, or more like, I guess, ceramics sculpture artist is Raina Lee. She's based in LA and she does a lot of uh, ceramics that combine a bunch of colors or have sort of like neon, like, you know, sort of Alex Mack Uzi colors Mm -hmm. um, in them. They're really, really cool. Same with Concrete Cat. Um, I really want one of their Lazy Susans. Mm. They almost look like, photographs of weird planets. Um, mm -hmm. like they're like very sci-fi vibes. Yeah. And then for some things way more classic, Russell Wright is a mid-century designer who did a dishware line that, um, in terms of shapes are sort of like Heath, Heath vibes, but there are five or six different colors. Food 52 sells the line. And then like a super classic fiesta wear, for, for sort of the ultimate classic colorful dishware.
1: And then there is the sort of contemporary um, direct-to-consumer company year and day who is for their really like colorful, just sort of classic dishes. And then your plastic ones. Yeah, Massimo Vignelli for Heller, which you can find all zillions of the colors on
0: Etsy or eBay or anything like that. And they're really fun and beautiful. Um, and then there is another line called Rawi, R-A-A-W-I-I, that makes really beautiful pictures and vases and bowls, like centerpiece, basically centerpieces. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, and MoMA Design uh, Store sells them. And they feel like a perfect, like if you're like, I just want like a one thing and see how I feel about this, that might be a good one thing to, to scoop up. I agree. Um, yeah.
1: We've also been really into lights lately. We have a group chat. Just in general, just like lights. (laughs) We have a group chat that's like 50% just texting each other links to different light fixtures and lamps. Um, And (laughs) (laughs) there's so many good ones out there right now. And I would say the best um, that was surfaced by our friend Britt is this one called LeVest, which is so good. There's so much gingham, so much... um, Incredible color combination. They sell other stuff too, like clothing, but they have this whole lamp section on their site that is just a delight to look at.
0: Two related ones that just combine color really well um, in that way that you're like, oh, I don't have to do the work because someone else is doing it for me way EO Ipso and Casa Cosima both pair different colored shades with different like patterned bases. So I really love that. And then I linked in the newsletter recently to the commune, this design company in California makes just, you know, those like basic light sockets, Mm -hmm. um, like a porcelain base that you screw a bulb into, they make them in a bunch of different colors. Um, and they're like 40 bucks, um, which is also a nice thing. Um, and I love something that Thomas and I have bought for, for years when we've, you know, sort of like needed this fix vintage task lamps on Etsy in bright, cool colors. Um, mm-hmm. So we have a little red one and a yellow one and they're very charming and they look like Pixar characters.
1: <laughs> they do. <laughs> I do think textiles are such an easy way to bring color into a space. I am totally in awe of these Hillary Sprout blankets. She is an artist who then manages to get these really like artful paintings and patterns onto her blankets. We used to sell a bunch of them on of a kind and throw blankets are everywhere, but I think these are really, really unique and special. And I love them. Um, what other, I mean, Deuce, and again.
0: Oh obviously. my gosh. Elfie rugs are yes. amazing. Um, Tantuvie rugs also so amazing. Good.
1: I feel like Tantuvi is not around as much as it should be like. I, I see I Alfie around a lot. I see Cold Picnic around a lot. They're both beautiful and talented lines that deserve all of the love, but Tantuvi should be right up there with them. She
0: does really beautiful stuff. And I'm obsessed with this line, Society of Wanderers. Mm-hmm. The number of times that I've put things from this line into my cart and not checked out <laughs> is truly embarrassing. They introduced a collection of colorful linen sheets recently, and they are a Absurdly good, like lime green, oversized gingham sheets. Um, something I did Love not that. know that I would ever be into, but <laughs> here I am. Here I am. A classic um,
1: that maybe you will feel comfortable with because you know it is Marameco. Always feels right, always beautiful. Um, there's Bolle Road Textiles, which is another really beautiful line. And they also have like great tea towels and tea towels are another great way. Like throw that thing on your oven handle and call it a day and see how you feel with some color in your kitchen.
0: There are also a couple of paint startups that Mm -hmm. are worth checking out if painting a wall. I mean, that does feel like a good Saturday project. I don't know. Just like painting one wall. And I think, Oh, who out oh, Lee from America just finished doing a huge painting <laughs> project in her home that was stressing me out. But if you just want to do one wall, <laughs> thanks for filling me in on Lee from America,
1: who I refuse to follow. But like somehow I know everything that's happening in her life between my friends who
0: insist on telling me what's happening. Walls with her. are pink now, Claire. That's the update. Thanks. Um, speaking of Claire, there is a paint line called Claire C L A R E that is quite good, and another called Backdrop that has very compelling like. Accessories, merch, yeah. Rollers? Well, there's, I don't yeah, know.
1: <laughs> and well, they're for somebody who's intimidated by painting their walls. So they're like, here, we're sending you all the things you need to kit. paint your walls. Yeah. And yeah. both of these are fairly recent direct to consumer startups that are drawing on the sort of business model that was popularized by Farrow and Ball, which is to really curate the colors that they're offering and to make sure that they like feel elevated and that they feel on trend and that they feel right. And it's not just the sort of like Sherwin-Williams of the world where it's like, we're offering you every single color in existence. These are like, no, these are the right colors. And you can trust that if you're getting it from us, that it's it's a good color.
0: If you want to do a deep dive into color, I highly recommend reading the Pharaoh and Ball New Yorker story, story <laughs> yes. from a couple of years ago. Holy moly, it is so good and so weird. And I just loved it. Yeah. We
1: also, we didn't talk about Gigi Hadid's apartment, which is colorful Mm -mm. in a different way. Um, Mm -mm. we didn't talk about it. I had hoped that some of the thought pieces on it would lend something to this conversation, but they didn't. Um, so we didn't, you know, we didn't cover it in a real way, but you know, it's out there and it's colorful for sure. It's not the type of colorful that we were thinking of, but it is colorful. No doubt about it.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Thank you for not saying anything rude about Gigi in my presence. I appreciate it. I didn't, I didn't at all. (laughs) That's the show. This has been a production of Dear Media. You can follow us on Instagram at a thing or two HQ. You can listen to us wherever podcasts are found like Stitcher, iTunes, and Spotify. If you have ideas for the show or want to advertise, email podcast at a thing or two HQ.com. Find show notes and much more on a thing or two HQ.com.